It's time for the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. With over 20 years experience talking smack to each other and good at cracking cold ones and talking football, this is your favorite source for fantasy football wisdom. And now, here's your hosts, Charlie and Bryce. Gentlemen, Welcome back. Welcome back. Nailed this it. is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryce. As always, I am Bryce. And with me today, I have the Cloud Nine flying, the one, the only, the BCB loving. That's right. I'm Charlie. You uh, are. Hey, them 49ers pretty damn good at football, aren't they? I, I'd say uh, they are not bad at the football. I'd say they're pretty damn good. Bryce, let's go ahead and talk fo- some football. Charlie, let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Obviously, we have a lot to get into. Uh, bittersweet weekend for all football fans, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Well, no matter who you cheer for, the league is better off with, you know, Tom Brady. The best Peyton talent. Manning, the best talent. Best talent. Aaron Rodgers going out with a torn Achilles for the rest of the season. That hurts. Yeah. It hurts the NFL. Yep. Uh, I could not imagine being a Jets fan. Uh, shout out, Andrew. Uh, so that sucks. Uh, yeah. Any, any Jets like, fans, it just, that just like. When people say that's like such a Jets thing to happen, like this is, this is the epitome of that. I mean. Yeah. It, it's brutal. Uh, and then Zach Wilson. Went in and showed you why they went out and got Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, but hey, he got the comeback win. Yeah, their defense did. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's all the same. Uh, but yes, uh, Charlie, tough, tough weekend. I know I was, I was really, when I saw Aaron Rodgers stand up and then sit back down, I knew, I was like, that's not good. No. Because Aaron, Aaron's not one to, to joke around. Like, he'll get up and walk it off like, but when he sat back down, you just knew. You knew something wasn't right. It's crazy that he tore his Achilles. And you couldn't – I personally could not tell that he was in pain at all when he No, you up. couldn't. Yeah, not in pain. No. When I watched the replay, you could kind of tell his ankle. It got real rolled up on, real wrong. And, yeah. Um, you know, I know he's. I know he's been trying to make plays, but, it, it, you know, and I know hindsight's obviously twenty twenty. but you just wonder, like, should he have just gone down? You know what I mean? Like he was, he had, that was the second time he was trying to fight from getting sacked. Cause the first time yeah. he was able to escape and get away that from offensive it. line, um, noise that Robert Sala was talking about yeah. in hard knocks. I mean, first drive it. And frankly, that is, I hate to like do it like this, but that is on the offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Dwayne Brown, the left tackle was beside himself in the locker room after the game. Hmm. I mean, I, that I mean, dude. What Leonard Floyd was not touched. No, no. I mean, uh, it yeah. just uh, it, it's it's shocking. You know, if you watched Hard Knocks at all, which was awesome this year, like it just the whole thing. It's all the hype is just gone. Like, and the Jets are still going to be a good. They still have good pieces, um, but there's a reason why they went out and traded for Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson is that reason. Um, 
So, obviously, you got your flashes of Brees Hall last night, and their defense is still damn good. And sure enough, they can win some games by maintaining special teams and playing good defensive football. So, hats off to them. Um, I just don't think they're going to get three to four turnovers every game. All right, well, real quick, while we're on the subject, do they go out and sign a quarterback as a starter? I, I think they will definitely do it for a, a backup. Yeah, they they definitely need a backup. Uh, I would say I would have your answer in two weeks. I think we'll know in two weeks. If Zach Wilson plays poorly in two weeks, I I think their window is still open for them. I think that if they get manageable quarterback play, they can still win some games. So I don't think the season is completely lost. But uh, Right, and unfortunately with their offensive line, it can't be Matt Ryan who's available. Mm-hmm. You need someone that can move. Yeah. So I, I just heard a don't... lot of talk about maybe trading for Mariota. Mm. Um, I don't know that Zach Wilson's the guy for this offense. Right. You know? I mean, he's the guy for that offensive line because he can move. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll Charlie, see. unfortunately, uh, Rodgers wasn't the only one going down with an Achilles tear. J.K. Dobbins works his way all the way back from a knee injury, uh, ACL, and I believe PCL or MCL, I'm not sure, multiple ligaments in his knee, and uh, also comes back and in the first game and. I believe it was first half, um, tears his Achilles tendon as well. Um, just sad to see a guy work so hard, a guy so talented. Um, you know, now I, I, you know, we'll get into it more, but obviously just a guy, really talented guy, worked all, his, all off season to get all the way back, and then first game of the season, and he's done again. I got one more thing on Aaron Rodgers. If that play happened on natural grass, does he tear his Achilles? Yeah, I do. And I, I understand why people say that. And I understand, once again, why we're getting this argument. But if you watch that play again, just I, if it happens on grass, I don't think it changes anything. I just don't think it changes anything. The way he rolled up on it and the way his ankle and, and leg was bound, I just don't know that it changes, personally. And especially since... It's brand new turf. They replaced the turf this year at MedLife, so yeah. it's not like it was last year. If you would have said it was the turf from last year, I, I might have given it to you, but that was brand new friggin' turf. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, the Giants in Dallas had just played on it the night before. We didn't see that many issues that night either. So, I, personally, I completely understand I the know, argument. You could say the Giants, uh, oh, yeah, the Giants, they, they played terribly because of the new turf, dude. <laughs> they yeah. cannot get their footing. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't get anything. Nope. <laughs> um, all right, Charlie. So other yeah, than that, rough weekend at MetLife. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, though, Charlie, um, all we had news-wise was Chris Jones signs a, a one-year deal. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I say the Chiefs won. In what, this. what was the deal? I didn't. They get it. sweetened up the. He was due like seventeen million this year, so they just sweetened it up with incentives. Ah. Uh, without signing that long-term contract. Yeah. And. I don't know if they'll sign him next year. So it's a Band-Aid is what it sounds like. It's Yeah, get the fuck on the field. Yeah. And part of it is probably Chris Jones wanting to get out there and compete. Mm-hmm. You know, he said the whole eight-week thing, but I didn't think that Leverage. was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to happen, but it doesn't seem like it's a ton more money. It's just, you know, hey, you wanted to raise? Here you go. Just earn it. Yeah. So. All right, Charlie. Good week, bad week? 
Yeah. What's yours? I want to hear yours first. It's, it's only slightly... There's a little little twist of insensitivity in my good week. Okay. It's a good, it's a good week to be the Green Bay Packers. Mm. Jordan Love showed out. You, oh, man. Okay. And uh, Aaron Rodgers I'm not down. saying they're happy for him. They're just happy it, it wasn't them. Does that's that make fair. sense? Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, And I really hope, like, Packers fans aren't, like, laughing at Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, however, so that first round draft pick, the jets, uh, traded away, just turned into a second. Yeah. So they still have their first round draft pick for next year. Mm -hmm. Um, so now it's a second. The problem with that is if they wanted to go trade for like a solid backup quarterback that could possibly start, it's going to take a second. Mm -hmm. I mean, it because they're, you know, backed in a corner team's gonna be like yeah give me a second round give me a second rounder for marks marietta yeah they'll do that and you know what i mean depending on how what how they feel about zach wilson after a week or two they might i mean they could but the problem is they don't have a second now yeah so right um bad week bad week to be the jets yeah this is probably the first time i've had a team that won Mm mm-hmm it's a bad. I mean, it just. It is a bad week. It's a bad week. Um, and we don't need to pound that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie, it's a good week uh, to be BCB and Jimmy G. Oh, you see yeah. what I did there? Yeah. So two show. quarterbacks, uh, obviously. Hey, both. maybe Trey Lance is about to be a New York Jet. Who okay, knows? Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, let's not go there. Uh, no, but two guys who are relatively tied together between BCB and Jimmy G. Uh, both guys coming off injuries, and both guys go out and prove that they're winners. You know, there was a lot of talk about Jimmy G this year and what he'd be able to do. He looked like he had a solid connection with Devontae Adams, so everyone who was a little earring on the side of caution there with Devontae. Like, I think it proved that Jimmy G's got a true connection with him. He was feeding him all day. And then BCB coming off the UCL injury and then comes off and just pops off. I mean, does what he does best, which is distribute the ball. And and he looked good doing it. So uh, hats off to both those guys, both getting a win. Um, but, Charlie, it's, a, it's just a bad week to be any type of tendon in an NFL player this week. Yeah. Um, between Achilles tendons and hamstrings, all of that. It's just, it's not a good week so far. Uh, lots and lots of either hamstrings or obviously the more big ones. very important Achilles tendon injuries here. But it just seems like we've had more hamstring injuries in these first two weeks of the season than we have in a, like a 10 week span. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that training camp is a there's a lot less actual practice in training camp yeah, than it used to be. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm curious. I know the NFL is like dumping a ton of like $4 million. I heard Stefania Bell talking about it today. $4 million into a research study on how to uh, not get rid of hamstring injuries because you can never get rid of an injury, but how to kind of get around them and try and treat them and get them players back and on the field faster. And uh, so I'm interested to see it was a similar study to kind of what they did with the concussion stuff, but I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what the rash of injuries are. And sometimes it kind of goes like this in the NFL, but I think you could be right. I think there could be multi, 
multifaceted issues that go on here. Um, but you just, know what I think would, and this is just, and I've, we've already had this conversation every single year. However, I think if every playing surface was the exact same, it would help. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Whether, whether, whatever side of the fence you're on, yeah. if they're always playing on turf, then play on turf. If they're always playing on grass, yeah. then they're, they don't have to like adjust and. Right. You know what it, I saw this weekend on Twitter though? What's that? Last thing before we start talking about these games. So on, on somewhere out in England at one of these famous Premier League stadiums. I don't remember who. Man United. I literally couldn't tell you. The turf goes underneath the stadium. So they open up a section, right, to the right of the field. And it's like a small sliver of the field, and it drops straight down, and they fold it under. And then they move in sections of the field all the way over to the elevator, drop it down, and move it all the way over. And there's like four or five pieces, and they drag it all the way over, drop it down a full story, and drag it underneath. So literally, they it's like Legos. They pull apart the entire playing surface, put it down underneath the stadium where there are sprinklers, UV lights, like the grass is legitimately maintained, but beneath a new surface. And that way, they can still hold concerts or whatever but it's a more flat level surface than just having to put stuff right on top of your grass field that blew my mind and damn obviously it's like you look at all these brand new stadiums and they're all just going with turf but it's like why can't we do that like why can't we do that like what is preventing us from doing that why england's Uh, got probably money well yes we all know what it really is but you know if england can do it yeah for a soccer team why can't we uh, it just it blew my mind. It was that's I'll, pretty awesome. I'll have to see if I can find the tweet. I thought again. it was cool that Arizona rolls their field out. Yeah, to always be and in the sun. Doesn't Vegas do something similar now too? Probably. I th- I thought they did it because I think theirs is grass. They probably just zap theirs to outer space in that UFO and, mm, and, the, and on the death in the Death Star rather. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but the fascinating stuff. Yeah, that is. All right, Charlie, let's jump into our games here. So we had Thursday night football, what turned into an excellent game. Lions at the Chiefs. Uh, Lions end up getting a one-point win. Uh, Charlie, this was uh, Lions being able to take advantage of Chiefs' mistakes. Um, and a large part of those Chiefs' mistakes came from one player, and his name was Kadarius Tony. Woof. <laughs> I mean, Charlie, I know football is the ultimate team game, but when you look at the amount of opportunities that Kadarius Tony had to win or just extend get a, get a first down extend to, this game yep. for the Chiefs and he was not able to do so. I mean, the pick six that the Lions had, it hit Kadarius Tony literally in the hands and it deflected out of his hands into uh Lions DB Brian and back Branch, for a yeah. pick six. So, I, I, I don't know. I mean, hats off to the Lions. They played a great game, and they took advantage of their opportunities. Whereas last year, they were in games, but they were not able to take advantage of all those same opportunities. So, uh, Charlie, what yeah, was they your... Start, they started out 1-6 last year. Yeah. And then they went... They won like seven of their last nine or whatever it was. Um, but, yeah. The Chiefs... Uh, were obviously, I mean, it was glaringly obvious 
uh, Travis Kelsey's absence. Yes. And I thought it would be glaringly obvious with their defense, too. Mm. However, I kind of thought their defense didn't look as bad as I expected them. They Especially their run defense. Plays. Yeah. I thought they played very well not having Chris Jones. They they sure did. Um, which maybe is another reason why Chris Jones just took a Said, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe I should get back in there. Yeah. yeah it's not, not a bad idea there. Not to mention all the money he's losing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Patrick Mahomes, I mean, it's hard to – for me, it's hard to feel bad for Patrick Mahomes. However, there wasn't – I mean, all the, his drops, they were not poorly thrown balls at all. No, they were. I mean, they were right to him. Yep. I mean, literally, it, it, it came down to Kadarius Tony and to the point where Well, there Andy were five Reed, dropped balls. Kadarius Tony dropped three of them. Right. So, a majority of MV, them. MVS had a big one that was a, on a third down. Um, it, it was, yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. I mean, to the point where Andy Reid had to defend Kadarius Tony. And I want to because go, they went out. Wanna, remember, they went out and traded for him last year and brought him in, and he played a big role in the Super Bowl game. But you know, he was supposed to have another big role here. Yeah. And then dud in the first week. Yep. And I do want to clarify that I said it almost makes me feel bad for Patrick Mahomes. There you go. Love. But uh, Dan Campbell, congratulations to him and the Lions. I mean. It really was a good win for them yeah. in so many ways. There's obviously things for them to clean up, but that was that was a statement. For Week sure. One. Anything else? Nope. Okay. All right. Um, so I want to move on to my game here, Charlie, and I'll just you know kind of get off get it off my chest here. Um, as much as I hate to admit it, Bijan was legit. All right, he's legit. When he stopped on a dime and made Shaq Thompson like, or sorry, Frankie Louvu like blow right by him, like he was like the flash and literally was able to just like stop on literally in a millimeter. Uh, it was pretty insane to watch. Um, Frankie Louvu is a damn good linebacker, and to make him look like that was pretty incredible. Um, Tyler Algier had a good game. I figured he would. I don't know what Algiers' worth is going to be moving forward. I don't know that Bijan will be like necessarily the feature back because I just think, knowing Arthur Smith, like I think Algier is going to continue to get some time. Now, I think that will be capped because I just don't see Algier being the pass-catching back. So I think anything that you get out of him is going to be more run-based than anything else. So... I don't expect these type of numbers to be an every week thing from Tyler Algier is what I'm trying to say. But all right, let's talk about Bryce here. So he looked okay. I have a couple concerns. None of them are his height. So let's just get that out of the out. Okay. Cool. No, I'm not concerned about yeah, his height. Good. Didn't see it. He was able to escape the pocket. He's not a true runner, but he's able he has that escapability to him, kind of like Joe Burrow does a little bit, where you know, he's able to make a move and kind of get downfield whenever he needs to. Um, the two picks were bad. The two picks were bad. I don't know if it's just poor play calling or Bryce just staring down the defender in the middle of the field. And it was the same, same it was a, guy, it, it basically, same play. It basically looked like the same play. And I literally said it too. And especially against Jesse Bates, who's arguably one of the best safeties in the league. Sure. Like you're just, you're just not going to get that look. Right. Um, I, like I said, I have some, Big concerns. So, Bryce Young threw two interceptions. Uh, Miles Sanders had a fumble. Between those three, t- 
turnovers. The Falcons had 17 points off those three turnovers. Mm. Final score was 24 to 10. Completely different ball game. You take away 17 points. Yep. Completely different ball game. So I, I, I have hope that we're going to be moving forward. Like that's not going to be an every game thing from Bryce Young. And I truly believe that, but I was a little suspicious on play calling and I, I want to be just legit. I just thought we could have been using Chuba Hubbard looked good. I was happy about that, but I would like to see miles Sanders in the run game be utilized a little bit more. Um, and secondly, I just, the defense is good. I was super happy with that. The defense looks damn good. I mean, really freaking good. Um, I just I'm really concerned about our wide receivers. I'm really concerned. Um, there's a bunch of charts that are going out that basically measures each wide receiver and their amount of separation um, throughout the game, and we had one of the lowest in the NFL. Um, and Bryce Young's a pretty accurate quarterback, so I'm not asking for like six yards of separation from his receivers. Like he's not he doesn't need that much, but you know the NFL average is right under three yards of separation for your a typical wide receiver. And we only had one wide receiver to be able to do that. And that was LaVisca Chanel. And most of the time it was because he was running screens. So Hayden Hurst was the second highest for us as a tight end. So between Jonathan Mingo, uh, Thielen, and um, Terrace Marshall Jr., they were all below the NFL average. Um, And Thielen was well below, which is really scary. So I just have some general concerns about our wide receiver core moving forward. Frank Reich's going to have to be really creative on how to get these guys, how to manufacture these guys to get open. Because otherwise, I mean, Bryce Young just can't sit in the pocket all day. He just can't. So that's my two cents, Charlie. Um, I don't know if you had anything to add into that game, but um, Atlanta's going to be solid. I don't think they're incredible. I wasn't impressed with Desmond Ritter, and I don't think their offense is that great if you're able to kind of contain their rushing offense um i don't have anything specific on that game but i do want to say everyone talked poorly about the nfc south well the whole division is three and one the only reason why there is a loss because two teams played each other that's impressive it is all right anything else nope okay uh houston at baltimore um charlie i thought houston d was really impressive against lamar like really impressive against lamar um, Lamar was held. I don't know what his passing was, but he was held to like less than a hundred yards rushing, like maybe even less than 50 yards. I think it was like maybe 60 at most. Um, but his passing was, uh, well below what everyone had expected it to be as well. Um, so I was just generally impressed. I know that's kind of what Houston's going to be known for, obviously knowing D'Amico Ryans. Um, but he just, had 38, uh, yards rushing and how many throwing? 169. Yeah, so not not great from Lamar. Right. Which brings up other questions where, you know, they brought in a new offensive coordinator and it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be a huge passing offense and it, it just kind of wasn't. Now, I am happy with Zay Flowers, Charlie. He looked really good. He sure did. Like, looked like Lamar's number one outlet. Yeah, he was. I was a little surprised by that. I mean, only because I... He's got other targets that, mm. you know. Good targets. Yeah. OBJ, Rashad Bateman. Yep. Now, no Mark Andrews, but still. Isaiah Likely is no scrub. Right. And, and I'll, yeah, so I was surprised, but it was pretty awesome to see. He he really did look great, Zay Flowers did. Um, But, yeah, bottom line, Baltimore went out and won a game they should have won. Yeah. 
Houston's defense looked feisty like we They pulled away at the end, which made it look worse than right. what it was, but it was close for a majority yeah. of that game. Yep. I was keeping an eye on it, and it really was close. All right. Anything about C.J. Stroud? I'm interested for this week. Well, I'll talk yeah. about it when we get Yeah, I agree. Week. I mean, Baltimore's a good defense, so I just don't know that you're I wasn't gonna... expecting a ton from him. Yeah, so. yeah. Same with Bryce Young. Like, I just... This this week will be a fun rookie yeah. matchup. Yes, can't wait to talk about that. Yep. All right, let's move on here. So, we're moving on to Cleveland and Cincinnati, and we'll probably talk about this uh, for the least amount of time this week. Um, nasty game, raining most of the game here. Um, you know, Charlie, Cincinnati continues to be unable to win in Cleveland for whatever reason. Joe Burrow, I think is one still, in five or something like that. Yeah. Still, I think has only beat Cleveland once. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't want, wasn't even sure if he's beaten him at all. Yeah. He's be, he's got, he got, he has one win on them, but they also continue their struggles to start the season. Yeah. Cleveland's defense looked good. Like they were last year. What'd you think of Cleveland offense and Deshaun Brown or Deshaun Watson? Sorry. Um, I mean, based on that game, Cincinnati's defense isn't like top five, but they're a good defense. Yeah. And, you know, in a divisional matchup, to do that to them, that's that's a big win. I mean, it wasn't a barn burner in any way, shape, right. or form, but still to be able to kind of contain Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And help. And Deshaun Watson answered some questions. And yep. Concerns. He looked manageable. Yeah. You know, he didn't look great, he's but not, he looked. He's not back to form quite yet. Houston Deshaun Watson. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um but yeah, they're off I mean, you can always rely on Nick Chubb and he he looked really good, so Yep. Um Yeah, no no problems in Cleveland right now. Anything else? Nope. Okay. All right, let's move on. Uh we had Tampa Bay at Minnesota. What was probably one of the better games of the weekend actually, Charlie. Um I don't know. I Tempe's not terrible, and the Minnesota secondary is the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> really bad. I mean, they didn't get any. Their front seven is solid. Like, yep. Tampa Bay was not able to, like, get consistency running the ball, which is better than what Minnesota was able to do last year. But that secondary is still terrible. Kirk Cousins looked sus at best. And Tampa Bay and Baker looked... Not bad. Right? Yeah. That's kind of what uh, I expected to say that after the, the week one. That they yeah. Look, not bad. Not as bad as we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Or as bad as I thought they right. were going to be, at right. least. Um, no, I, I mean, towards the end of training camp, I started to hear really good things. And so, but, uh, I mean, that's a that's a big win. Do we think that Minnesota overachieved last year? You know, I heard this when they were talking about it on the radio. I, I listened to the Fantasy Focus podcast, and they they had a great point. Minnesota won, I don't know, like eight, eight. one-score one games. Yep, eight of them. Eight. They were eight. One-score no, games. They were eight, no, I think, in those one-score games. So, like, you got to think, at some point, they will regress back to the mean. Yeah. This felt like one of those games where they regressed, right? Yeah. Like, this felt like last year they would have pulled this game out of their ass. Some way, somehow, this year they, they could have pulled anything out of their ass last year. It was cr- like yeah. they should not have pulled that win out in Buffalo last year. Yeah, that was insanity. Yeah, yeah. I mean everything went right for them. But but either way, they won. Yeah, 
they were one of those teams that just found any way to win those one-score games. Um, Jordan Addison looks pretty good, Charlie. Jordan Addison looks good. Madison played well. Madison did play well. Um, their rush I, offense, I'm though. my words on that. Their running game is, eh. Yeah. Eh. Madison did most of his work through the air. Yeah. And their run game is, ugh. Yep. Now, Tampa has got a good runch defense as well. So, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But, yes, Madison did look good. Jordan Addison did look good. Anything else? Nope. Okay. Next, we have a field goal. Uh, just just two teams trading field goals all game long. Tennessee Titans versus New Orleans Saints. Probably one of the uglier uh, week one games that we saw. Uh, New Orleans Saints offense looked um, stagnant. They looked bored. Derek Carr looked questionable at best. And Tennessee was no better. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill, if he keeps playing like that, he's going to lose his job. I don't know who he, who he would lose it to, but he's going to lose his job if he keeps playing that. He had three interceptions, Charlie. Three. Yeah. That's pretty – That's Three. And they lost the game by less than a field goal. Yep. I think they lost it by a point or two points. It, like, was, one, it was 16 to 15 was the final score. And three interceptions. I wonder if that's a score agami because that's a weird-ass score. Yeah. I think it was. There was one score agami this weekend. Uh, I can't remember. Ravens and Texans was score agami. Okay. All right. Um, so very interesting game. What, what are your thoughts here? It, both teams are just such defensive heavy teams that it just, in my opinion, it's hard to judge. Like we'll get more out of both these teams in week two, but I don't know. What, what, what were your thoughts here from both teams? Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep all these really short just because it is like, I'm trying not to overreact. Yeah. Um, I expect better out of New Orleans. I expect better out of Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill absolutely needs to clean it up. Yeah. Um, which I believe that he will. I, I do. Um, uh, Dondre Hopkins looked decent with he, Tannehill. Tannehill's forcing it to him, that's for sure. Yep. Um, good guy to force it to, frankly. Yeah. And mm, let's see next week. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. this was an ugly one. New Orleans came out with an ugly win, but sometimes those those feel good. Yeah. So. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. All right, Charlie, let's move on here. We're moving on to Jacksonville and Indy. Another good game from this weekend. Um, Surprisingly good. Yeah. What you think overall of both quarterbacks? Because I feel like there's, although they have different things to prove, they both have things to prove, both Anthony Richardson and Trevor Lawrence. What'd you think? I was impressed with Anthony Richardson. I really was. Um, Michael Pittman still had a hundred yard game. We we talked about it last week. <laughs> yeah, dude. Him, yeah. him and Mike Evans both did well in fantasy. They yeah. both got their touchdowns. Uh, Michael Pittman. I mean, Michael Pittman had like twenty some points. He was projected twelve, and the only reason why I know that is because that was over our over unders. Um, I mean. It, Proud of Anthony Richardson. Yeah. He made the and, plays and with really, his feet. Yeah. And Jacksonville's like, a pretty good defense. Like yeah. he, that was a good good showing for him. Are we worried because at the end of the game, Anthony Richardson takes a pretty tough hit, ends up exiting the game, and Gardner Minshew had to finish the drive for the Colts? Are we worried about that at all? Um, I say as long as he comes out of that healthy, he will learn not to take them. 
Apparently, that's what Trevor Lawrence said at the end of the game to Anthony Richardson. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, very famous college running quarterback. Yeah. And apparently said one of the many things to Anthony Richardson after the game is, these these boys hit different. This is this is not college anymore. Like these hits add up. So pro- he literally said, "Protect yourself." Yep. Uh, so good advice. Um, call but, up call up Russell Wilson. He is the yeah. best at being that t- type of quarterback and not taking hits. Right. Right. So. Mm. But yeah, I'm uh, overall di- a little disappointed in how Jacksonville performed, but they yeah. got. A- they still got a tough win. divisional game. Yeah. Right. You know, it yeah. is what it is. And it, it's, it's week one. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Let's move on here again. Uh, we are moving on to your game, Charlie. I'm just going to pass it off. Let's hear what you got. Um, honestly, this was a little bit surprising. Very me. surprising. In my opinion. Um, very, the 49ers are really fucking good at football. I, I couldn't stop saying that the whole game. Yeah. And it felt, I mean, it was, an absolute joy to watch. And I'm I'm a good guy, you know? So I haven't texted a single person that is a Steelers fan to say anything. That's probably a good idea. I, and I've known quite, I know quite a few, so I really wanted to. And a lot more analysts picked the Steelers to win this game. Kurt Warner, uh, yeah. I've, what? You can look it up. It's like 60-40. But yeah, a lot more analysts or more hmm. analysts picked the Steelers to win that game. Kurt Warner said, "I expect Kenny Pickett to come out and have four touchdown passes." Yeah, wow. buddy. Okay. Um. So it it was nice. That's and week one clickbait right there. Patrick Peterson before the game. Yeah, I I was I was gonna wonder if you're gonna talk about this. He's guaranteed a pick on Brock Purdy. And I don't know if you saw the second IU touchdown. That was an absolute dime thrown exactly where it needed to be. Ayuk, while he was literally getting mauled by Patrick Peterson, Purdy put it right in his numbers where, I mean, I lost my shit when I saw that. That was a dime. Dude, big cock Brock Purdy. <laughs> Three cleat Brock. Yeah. I mean, that... It was a good that game. That third all cleat around. was getting put to work. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> uh, was, no, was, so uh, and and uh, I don't know if you know this, Christian McCaffrey, big football guy, dude. Yeah, big, big football time. guy. Ayuk, all right, so with the block, did you see the block? No. I on Christian McCaffrey, sixty-five. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ayuk, yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, we we're just so damn good at football. We played right, two all right, minutes. All right, all right, all right. Played, all right. I'm gonna have to played, cut you off here. Hold on. We played you you. I watched the clock. You talked a lot longer about the Panthers. <laughs> I had a lot of negative things to say. <laughs> we played two minutes of bad football. And that was the last two minutes of the first half when we let the touchdown mm, up. Got it. But Got it. Um, and and it, it wasn't good. But that was our the first time we punted was two minutes left in the first half. Um, there was a lot of things to like here. And uh, and that was without Nick Bosa like getting any sacks, although he was one of the – he was highly rated by PFF. Yeah. Drake Jackson, our first uh Yeah, he did look good. Last year, yeah. three sacks. Javon Hargrave was wreaking havoc. And Cleland Farrell, yeah. who we got from the Raiders, looked great. Yeah. Especially in the run game. Um, overall, right, so great performance. Say one nice thing about the Steelers. Um, TJ Watt 
is an absolute menace, dude. Um, and w- one thing that I thought three about three sacks, right? Three on sacks, Trent Williams. Three sack. No, it wasn't. All, all three of them were on our right tackle. Okay. So, but three sacks, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery from T.J. Watt. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. And and the first one that he didn't recover was just unlucky. I mean. Brock Purdy landed on it on, on his, with his back. Yeah. And but anyways, um, that's one of the biggest things I've taken away from Nick Bosa being gone is our right tackle who's new because we because Mike McGlinchey went to the Broncos did not get any real strong work with Nick Bosa. Sure. And he got beat up on it. Mm. But but yeah, no, nah, it wasn't on Trent Williams because I was wondering that too, and I looked and yeah. all three of them were on mm. um, our right tackle. Fair enough. All right, buddy, you good on this? Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. I think there's probably like 40 other things that I want to say, but yeah, I'll, <laughs> I was going to make you say two nice things about the Steelers, but we'll, we'll keep the train rolling uh, here. The first sack and the second sack yeah. by TJ Watt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to be in the doghouse with my wife after this. It's, not, right. it's not my fault. It's Kenny Pickett's fault. Well, okay. All right. All right. I'm going to cut you off before well, you dig on. your hole deeper. Their defense is supposed to be so damn good. Yeah. And they just got bullied, dude. Big time. By arguably one of the, if not the best team in the NFL. All right, good. That's all I wanted to hear In you say. week one. It's all right. In week one. Well, their preseason was so good. <laughs> they looked so good in the preseason. Right? I mean, that's all we fucking heard. That's yeah. all I heard all week leading up to that game. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Kenny Pickett was the first quarterback taken. Brock Purdy was the last quarterback taken. <laughs> I'm taking big cock. All day, dude. All right. Kenny um, picking his long ass hair somewhere else. Dude. Arizona at Washington. This game was awful. Uh, absolutely terrible. Um, Charlie, 30 seconds. What do you have here? Uh, I'm still thinking about I don't even know what you said. Arizona at Washington. Oh, um, this was disappointing for Washington. I will say that. Disappointing for Sam Howell, right? Yeah. Jonathan Gannon's defense didn't look terrible? Yeah. What? Why in the world was Josh Dobbs keeping them? I, I was watching this score like, how are the commanders? Um, let's chalk it up a little bit to the team that's tanking. We don't have to try that hard. Yeah, yeah. But I did. They think are it, tanking, right? I would. I mean, it, it, yeah. They're. I mean, they're going for Caleb Williams. They've got to be. Yeah. Um, but then you know they got a glimmer of hope of good football with their with a quarterback they picked up six days ago. I mean, maybe they won't tank anymore. I I don't know. Um. Well, Washington got the win. That's what's important. There there you go. Anything else? No. Washington defense looks good. Probably a solid fantasy option yes. whenever your starting defense has a bye week. Yep. All right, moving on here. Uh, we have the Vegas Raiders who traveled to Denver. And, Charlie, this game started in true Sean Payton form with an onside kick. Now it wasn't. It Someone wasn't. Re- said it right before the game. One of the, uh, I think one of the commentators, or maybe the red zone, he said it right before the game. Maybe they're gonna, he's gonna really come back with an onside kick to start the game. I mean, he was half a yard short of recovering the onside kick um, legally, but I don't know. I mean, 
couple things here, obviously, besides that. After that, the game was relatively boring, to be completely honest with you. Again, I, we talked about it in the good week, but Jimmy G has a solid connection with Devontae Adams, and that is good for all fantasy owners. Um, it's good for Jimmy G fantasy owners if you have them. Uh, it's good for Devontae Adams fantasy owners. Um, um, I would like to say one thing. Sure. This is a crazy stat to me. Um, so they got the Raiders got the ball back with like 505 or 510 left or something, and they ran the clock completely out on that last drive. Mm. That's and the, Jimmy G had to scramble for the first down to seal to, the game, to right? Seal it, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is the first time the Raiders have run the clock out when leading in the fourth quarter with more than five minutes left since 2000. I know it seemed wow, I, it, that went on and on when I said it, yeah, but that's not that niche. No, no, five minutes, you're up. Run the clock out. That's the first time it's happened since yeah. 2000. So I think wow. there's probably a fresh, a breath of fresh air to have the quote-unquote game manager yeah. as yeah. a quarterback. Absolutely. What do you think of Russ, Charlie? What is it too early to make a call? Obviously, there's only so much we can this say is because his fourth offense in three years. No Jerry Judy. No Jerry Judy. Um, let's give it a couple. You know. Still gonna feel the water. Yeah, We're dipping their toes in. Yeah. Okay. All right. And it was a, you know, it was a tough divisional game. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Nope. Okay. All right. Moving on. We had the game of the weekend, Charlie. Oh boy. Miami wow. versus the Chargers, and I was reminded we all kind of thought this was going to be an electric game last year, and it turned into a dud. Um, but. Charlie, what a freaking shootout. I'd have to look up Tua's numbers, but Tua threw for over 400 yards. Um, Tyreek Hill had, I think, three touchdowns on the day, over 200 yards receiving. I mean, it was just absolutely insane. It was just shot after shot after shot. Both teams just like, like this was Floyd versus Mayweather. Like, this was like... Tua had 466 yards. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, just absolutely exchanging of deep shots and... Haymakers. I mean, both teams between Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill. This was an absolutely fascinating game. It was awesome to see Tua and Herbert battle this out. I mean, I know when we were back, when we, when Madden, when we were growing up, Madden used to have a segment on the game called Madden Moments, where they would plug you into a real life game and they would take examples of real, real game situations just like this. And they would make you go win the game or stop the defense, whatever, just like the team did in real life. And this felt like like one of those games. Like, all right, you two minutes left or whatever, you are the uh, Dolphins, and you got to go down and score the touchdown to go win the game here. And it was awesome. I mean, just to see Tyreek Hill, Tua, they all look good. Dolphins' defense looks good, um, but Charlie, how many more? And I and I want to pass it off, but like, how many more? losses like this can Brandon Staley take before he gets fired? That's what I, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, how many, I mean, this is a broken record, right? Here's the thing. This is a really good team. And I don't know. It would be really hard to fire your coach. Cause they're going to play hard. They're going to play well. They're going to win games. Um, I think it would be, Really hard to fire this coach midseason unless they start out. If they start out own four, it's I think it's then we could be talking about. I mean, it. we're talking about a defensive coordinator that's the head coach and allowed Tua to go into LA 
and throw for over 460 yards, allowed the best player on the field to have three touchdowns. How do you not game plan for this? How are you not fixing this? How are you not finding something, some way, somehow, on how to stop Tyreek Hill from just absolutely smoking your defense all game long? Shannon Sharp said something that I thought, I've thought a lot about, and I don't know that there is an answer. But what he said was, you know, y'all can take Aaron Donald. You can take whoever you want. I think Tyreek Hill is the most dangerous player in the league because there is no answer for him. Well, I think that's up for debate because people have double covered him and bracket covered him, and but he, it worked in a Super Bowl. Tampa Bay did it all Super Bowl long and held him in check for the most part. Well, um, that was because they were absolutely blasting that offensive line. I mean, Herbert, Herbert, it's not like Herbert was drinking a cocktail back in the pocket. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, even on the last play of the game, well, t- they they started to send. Vic Fangio started to send the pressure, and they well, finally started to get to him. Right, we're, and we're talking about we're we're talking about Tyreek. Oh, right? sorry, sorry. I yeah, I mixed that up. Sorry, I see what I did now. Yes, um, I apologize. No, no worries. But he is so damn fast, and his separation's insane. Yeah. Um, and you know, to a haters, doubters. This was a big... This is not a good week. This was a big, big game for Tua. Charlie, bad week for Tua haters. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure on that. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, Tua, this was a huge game for Tua. And there was actually... They were starting to lose steam as far as like the hype train. The hype train yeah. was losing steam going yeah. into week one for sure. Sure. Um, and man, I bet Miami is just going crazy right now for Tua. So. Sure. A little disappointed with Jalen Waddell. I know Tyreek Hill was just absolutely dominant here, um, but I feel like that might swing back to Jalen Waddell's way in week two. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to triple-team Tyreek probably. Yeah. Open it up for everyone else. All right, let's move on here. Jerome Smythe maybe. Maybe he's a tight end play. Maybe. All right, so next game we had Philly at New England. This game was awful to start. It was all Philly to, to begin with. Major downpour. I mean, Matt, uh, Mac Jones in New England just kept making mistake after mistake. Uh, t- uh, even Zeke had a turnover, which doesn't happen very often, and up going back for a defensive touchdown. This game turned it, it turned into a game pretty late here in the game there, Charlie, but uh, ended up going down to the wire. New England had two different chances to go and win this game, and Charlie, they couldn't do it on both. Couldn't do it on both. So week one, um, Sirianni is getting blasted for his uh, preseason uh, philosophy of not playing any of the starters and making this game close. So, Charlie, two things here. What do you have to say about Nick Sirianni and the way the Eagles did the preseason? And two, what are, we, what are the expectations for Mac Jones in this offense? Um. I I don't have uh, I don't have high expectations for Mac Jones in the offense. First of all, um, Kendrick Bourne looked good. He had two touchdowns. Yeah, I love Kendrick Bourne. Andre Stevenson looked good. Um, still doesn't mean I have like super high expectations for this offense. Um, the, Philly, I, I, let's chalk it up to Week One. 
maybe a little bit of a hangover from a great season last year. And that's kind of how it looked for Jalen Hurts. It looked like he was a little bit in a hangover type of thing. Sure. Um, if I was a head coach, I would probably get some playing time in the preseason for my starters, although it's really hard to say that. I mean, because you don't want that torn Achilles to Aaron Rodgers to happen mm. in the preseason. However, there are examples of people being geniuses both ways. Yeah. Um, Kansas City, they play their starters in the preseason. Uh, so, so, I, you know, I don't know what the – maybe if you hand-select a couple of people that aren't your quarterback, because I think your quarterback needs to develop some sort of rhythm, even if it's for one or two drives. Um, like the Niners played all their starters except for Trent Williams and maybe – and Christian. Mm. Those were the only two we didn't – so um, – you know, uh, well, well, let's give the Eagles a pass on. They still won. Yeah, they're still one to know. So, yep. um, against what is historically a good defense and brilliant defensive mind. So, but yeah, it, it was ugly weather. You know, I was I, I was happy to see that they didn't look that good though. I gotta say, Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine that you were. All right, let's move on here. Uh, Charlie, um, as we know in the NFL, some things change, um, but some things don't. And Green Bay still owns Chicago, uh, in oh case boy. you were wondering. Uh, and not just owns them, like absolutely dominates them. Yep. Um, Charlie, does if you if I had to tell you to take stock into one of these two things, I would like to know your opinion. Are you taking more stock in the way Jordan Love looked? and how awesome the Green Bay offense was, or are you taking more stock in Justin Fields and the lack of weapons and the lack of just anything? You know, there was so much hype between, there was a lot of questions around Jordan Love, and then there was a lot of hype around Justin Fields. And it feels like the two opposite things happened. We got so much Jordan Love on tape that it's like, holy shit, this guy might actually be it. And then it was the complete opposite on Justin Fields. So what are you taking more stock in? Jordan Love and doing very well or Justin Fields and not looking so well? Um, I expected Jordan Love to look pretty good. Okay. Maybe not that good, but I expected him. I I mean, I picked the Packers to win this game, and I thought the hype train was a little – had too much steam for the Bears. You know, I really wanted to pump the brakes on that. Although, about – a month ago when we did our podcast and we picked the division, I picked the Packers to get in last. Yeah, you did. And since then I had heard kind of like quiet rumblings about Jordan Love. And um, I saw him play in the preseason. I was like, you know what? I think he looks pretty good. I think I bet he's ready to rock and roll. And then I, yeah, I started to, I mean, I wasn't expecting much from the bears, honestly. They were, what, three or four, three or four wins last year? Mm-hmm. Maybe five or six this year is kind of what I'm thinking. Mm. I mean, they still have a way so to So you're go. taking more stock in Jordan Love? Yeah, okay. I guess. But okay. I, I still, maybe I missed, I'm kind Should of taking people, stock in both. Yeah. That. Should people who drafted Justin Fields in fantasy expecting this glorious year, should they be concerned? 
Well, no, because he still lost games last year by running the ball. Or, I mean, he won fantasy won. games, lost games. Right. But w- did well in fantasy by running the ball. It did seem like there were several times where he just tried to sit in the pocket more and identify those receivers, whereas last year he would just take off. So I don't know what he'll do when that when that opportunity comes around throughout the rest of the regular season. But it just seemed like there were times last year where he had those opportunities and he would take off and make plays with his legs. Whereas this year, at least in this week, it seemed like he was trying to force himself to sit in the pocket and to make those throws. And honestly, he didn't really. So everyone was really excited in the preseason when he threw that screen to DJ Moore and they got a touchdown on his first play. I don't know if anyone else saw this. That was actually a poorly thrown pass. Yeah, it was. I mean, you can't get a screen right. Yeah. That I I intentionally stayed away from Justin Fields and fantasy. Although I do think there is value with his running with his legs. I don't think he's there yet, though. I think I I'm I so I drafted Justin Fields and I have DJ Moore not on the same fantasy team but two different ones. I'm not pushing the panic button yet. I do think their offense is going to need to sort through some things. I do think Justin Fields will get back to running the ball because I think that is what the offense does well is allowing him to run. I think they will get more true running game involved with Roshan Johnson, who looked good even in scrub time. He still looked good. Yep. Uh, And I think he could overtake Khalil Herbert at any point. Deontay Foreman looked okay. Um, but I, and personally, I just think it's going to be either Khalil Herbert or Roshan Johnson moving forward. Um, I would, I am a little concerned for DJ. I think they'll figure it out, but like, you know, the, the knock against him was that he couldn't figure it out in Carolina. Now he had completely suspect quarterback play, but like, really people thought that he couldn't figure it out. I mean, just, he was obviously a very talented but this, receiver. Yes, he's super, super talented, right? Didn't have the numbers. Doesn't have the numbers. Okay. And so that's what people argue. You put A.J. Brown, you put any of these other Justin Jefferson in there, and these guys are going to still be able to produce where D.J. Moore hasn't. So that's been always the knock against him, and it was the knock in Carolina. I still believe in D.J. I really do. And I still think that it will come in time, but – I don't know. There are just some things here with the offense that I was like, oh, I got to get that sorted out with Justin. Here's one thing Justin needs to do. In the next game, first few plays, get yourself a long, threatening run where all of a sudden you get the defense on their heels and threaten the run mm-hmm. to set up your pass. Like, yeah. It, have a passing play threaten yeah. the move yeah. to go. I just think it, and they, throw it. they need to go back to more. They're, they are such a traditional NFL offense. They need to go more towards Philly, in my opinion. Like the read option, like what Philly does best is allow Jalen Hurts to be smart, but to also run the ball. I think they got to get more to that. And I don't know if that's with Khalil Herbert. I don't know if that's with Roshan Johnson. But I just think they got to get more into read option type stuff to get Justin Fields back into his true rhythm like what he was in Ohio State. Or even um, – so Sean Payton, when he took over this job for the Broncos, he looked at every single touchdown pass that Russell Wilson threw, and he said, uh, 
vast majority of them, like 65 or 70% of them were, um, play action. No, they were at when the t- play is already broken down or he has m- started running mm. like off schedule is what I'm trying to say. Right. They were, most of his touchdowns were off schedule. And so it's kind of like, because he was such a dangerous runner, Russell Wilson, as soon as he runs, boom, that defense is reacting to that. Right. If Aaron Rodgers rolls out, you're not necessarily threatened that he's going to try to run for a first down. Right. So Justin Fields needs to learn to utilize that, in my opinion. And they need to practice that. They, because teaching your receivers to be off schedule with you is, is a whole other ball game. Mm, true that. And that's something that Patrick Mahomes is really – I mean, let's not compare him to these guys yet, but that's, I think, where – this offense can bloom is when Justin Fields can threaten the run mid play and then make his pass because he's going to open up his receivers that way. Fair. Anything else? No, that was way more that I <laughs> talked about that game way more than I expected. to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on here. Oh, Aaron Jones looked great. Yes, he does. Uh, hopefully he's back after the hamstring. Uh, so I'm going to throw this next game to you, Charlie, the Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know what to say. I don't know how the hell the Seahawks lost this game. I, I really don't. I know Seattle, or sorry, the Rams had three guys with three very productive today. Productive days. Two wide receivers and Kyron Williams, the running back. Charlie, ex- explain to me what the hell happened. I, I'm not the person to explain this. I'm, I'm, I how did no Seattle idea. lose I this game? I have no idea. I mean, they had... 14 plays in the second half. 14. 14 total plays in the second half, Charlie. No first downs. A bunch of punts. Like, it. 14 plays in the first half. Are we chalking this up to a week one rust belt? Or is this a sign of something deeper with Seattle? Because we both said... The Rams are still coached by a very good coach, but they are not going to be a good team this year. And they came out and they just like managed this game all the way through or managed the game all the way out of Seattle's hands here. I wonder, sometimes I've I've thought about it a couple times since Sunday. I wonder if Kelly Stafford said that Matt Stafford's having trouble connecting with his receivers. They're like throwing smoke screens out there. Mm-hmm. To keep people thinking, like keep them under the radar, um, but like on paper, there's they have Aaron Donald and Matt Stafford. Yeah, and now they lost Cam Akers. Yeah. So, um, but his running back, his backup looked better than he did. Yeah, Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams looked great. Puka uh, Nakua. Nakua. That was his last name. Nakua. Pua Nakuka. No, sorry. What is it? It's something. I don't remember the first name, but it was Pua something Nakua. Like, yeah, something like Pua, that. It was Pua, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Pua, so. Pua Nakua. Their slot wide receiver yeah. out of BYU or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah. Um, and then Tutu Atwell looked also good yeah, as well. Yeah, They both had almost like 10 receptions for over 100 yards. Um, so, Safford was lying to someone. Yeah, apparently. And I guess his wife. Yeah. Or his wife was just, you know. Blowing smoke. Yeah. So, we'll see. They got, they got a, what I would say is a tougher test next week. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. Okay. All right, moving on I, here. Uh, one, actually, yes, one yeah, thing. Sure. I really hope for Gino's case mm. this was a fluke. I was hoping you would say something about this. Because 
that would be like a devastating way for this story to end. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all. Yeah. All right. Sunday night football. Charlie, there ain't nothing else to say besides this was an ass whooping from the starting whistle to the final whistle. The Giants might as well not even showed up, Charlie. By the time the Giants even got used to their new playing surface, it was like 16 nothing. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. I mean, literally, Daniel Jones looked terrible. Saquon was getting popped and just absolutely mauled at the line. It was very obvious that they were trying to throw to Darren Waller, but coming off a hamstring injury, they were double teaming him or just double covering him. And it just, there was nowhere to go. I mean, Charlie, again, I'm going to ask you the two things here. Is, does this say more about the Dallas Cowboys defense or is this a warrant early warning sign for once again, a giants team who may have overachieved last year by going to the playoffs? Um, well, what's crazy is the Giants performed. They started very well last year. Um, they were beating all these teams they weren't supposed to beat. And so I don't know if maybe, I mean, you don't lose 40 to nothing in a divisional game week one. On Sunday night football. Yeah. The, Sunday night football. At home. At home. That's tough. So... And their quarterback didn't have to do anything. He got Dak s- didn't have to do anything. Yes, it was sorry. at home for the Giants. Sorry, that's yeah. what I was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Dak threw for like less than 150 yards. He got seven fantasy points. Yeah. Um. One, I think the Cowboys' defense is dominant, and Dan Quinn completely outcoached Dayball here. Yeah, and outprepared. They outprepared. Um. But I am willing to be like, all right, week one, you guys just got your asses whooped. Another team that doesn't start any starters in the preseason. They mm-hmm. didn't even start any starters week 18 last year mm-hmm. when they had already clinched the playoffs. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you, you know. This is a – It's interesting. They played – I'm like 90% sure they played last year in the preseason, and mm-hmm. they started hot. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Anything else about the ass whooping, Charlie? Um, yeah, the Cowboys defense screwed me in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. How many points did they get? Uh, in your league, I think it was thirty-eight. Wow, or something. Mm. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Monday Night Football. Obviously, we already talked about Aaron Rodgers, so Aaron Rodgers aside here, Charlie. What the hell? Was Josh Allen doing? What uh, the hell was he doing? Now, are you thinking this is more on Josh Allen or more of the Jets' defense? I think the three interceptions, at least two of them, are on Josh Allen. One of them, you could argue, is a contested catch or maybe not the right route. I, I don't know. That one, it was... There was one that was like, okay, there could be a couple different things. Miscommunication could be many things. But two of these were just deep balls. Oh, yeah. One, one that was like that arm punt. Was like, what are half. we doing? What are we doing, Josh Allen? 
It sounds what it seemed to me is that Josh Allen was only going for home runs. He wasn't trying to get on base. He was trying to completely skip all the bases, just go for home run every time. Um, I don't see that continuing. No, he better not. And this did not look like the Bills' offense or Bills' well, team well, let, from let last me, year. Let me say this: Josh Allen has decision-making issues, mm. and he always has, and he plays very well until it matters, like in the fourth quarter in the red zone. His red zone interception rate is pretty scary. Um, this would be another really good reason why you go sign one of the lo- awesome running backs that were on the free agent market that are no longer there. However, James Cook looked okay. He looked all right. It's hard to he tell against right. the Jets defense because they are so dominant. Right. True. I'll be curious to see what they look like against... A lesser opponent. A lesser opponent if they actually have a run yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, He He looked better than I expected, especially against that defense. Not like he did like anything crazy, but um, still, you need to sometimes, at this point, you might need, I know this is going to sound crazy, but in the red zone, you might need to take it out of Josh Allen's hands a little bit. Mm. Instead of throwing for three on first, second, and third down, Figure out another way to get the ball to your playmakers that that aren't Josh Allen yeah. because he he really does throw a lot of interceptions in the red zone. We saw it all last year, all towards the end of the season playoffs. I mean, um, he's got a lot of work to do. Unfortunately, I think that people are going to overreact to the Buffalo Bills on this game, and I think that this is one of the games that Buffalo is going to look back on and say, wow, we played terribly this game. Well, sure. And so I I do think Buffalo will be just fine. Um, but they did look terrible. Josh Allen looked terrible. I think they'll admit that. Moving forward, I expect the Bills to have a big game this week. Big um, game. I think one thing with Josh Allen is, okay, I run the ball well, mm. but people are telling me to stop doing that. Mm. I throw the ball well. He's making wrong decisions, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I expect to bounce. I mean, he looked all right in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that interception was just like an arm punt. Yeah. But you do, if you throw it to someone, you know, eight yards away instead of 145. Yeah. You give yourself a chance. Yeah. So, anyways. Anything else? Nope. All right, Charlie. How do we do on our... Picks. I did pretty good. Yeah, I did not. No, I went twelve and four. Wow, that's pretty good. That's you, really good. You went seven and nine. Yeah, it felt like that. Oh, how the turntables. Yeah, I'm yeah. always terrible in the regular. Well, season. just give me till week two. Um, listeners went eight and eight. Nice. So uh, nice. They're right in between us. Yeah. Um. You know, should we just jump into next week? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Charlie, we have Thursday night football. We have the Vikings at the Eagles. Uh, This game is on Amazon Prime. Just as a heads up for all of you people, make sure that you have your Prime subscription juice and ready to roll. Philly is favored by seven full points. Charlie, who is your love-hate? I love AJ and Devontae here Mm. because you saw 
the Vikings secondary. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hate Madison in this one. Mm. Philly's line, that defensive line is pretty stat. The the Georgia Bulldogs in Philly, it's pretty stat. Uh, Madison might have trouble, although most of his points came in the passing game. Um, Bryce, who's your love hate? I love Jordan Addison. Uh, James Bradbury uh, looks like he may not play this week based on being in concussion protocol. And Nicobe Dean also looks like he might miss a couple weeks uh, with what looks like a minor injury. I believe it's a hamstring if I uh, have it correct there. Um, I think this is going to be not a shootout, um, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I love all the wide receivers in this. Um, So my hate. I agree with you, though. I kind of had Jordan Ma- um, Alexander Madison here only because Philly's D is so stout, but I still think Madison will have a productive day through the air, but I just think the Vikings are going to have to throw the ball, and that's why. Um, Charlie, who's your game pick? And over uh, over for, under. First, uh, fantasy pick them. Yeah. Uh, remember, we do full point PPR for these pickums, uh, and not that it matters for this one because it is Kirk Cousins. Okay. At twenty two point eight three points. Twenty mm. two. Yep. Over. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go over too. I do. I'm gonna go over too. I do think they're um. They're gonna need to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. And they will probably be pretty successful at it because they. That's one thing they know how to do. Hmm. Uh, Charlie, game pick. Philly. I got Philly as well. All right, moving on. We have the Las Vegas Raiders at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is favored by nine and a half points. That seems way too large of a spread for me, Charlie. Obviously, this is Tuesday night, so there is some time for that to change. Still seems quite a large spread to begin the week. Charlie, my love is going to be Josh Allen, like I told you just before. I think he's going to go full scorched earth. I think we're going to see the full complement of Josh Allen, legs and arm here. My hate is going to be Josh Jacobs. I felt like the Bills did a decent job uh, bottling up Brees, although Brees has a gear that Josh Jacobs does not. Um, uh, Brees had two carries for 109 yards. Right. His first two carries. Yes. And then after that, he, they did a much better job of managing him. Although he had limited reps, I thought they did a good job of managing him. Um, Charlie, who's your love-hate? Um, I love Josh Jacobs in this one. I hate James Cook. Okay. Um, Fantasy pick him. Devontae Adams. 16.4 points. Mm, under. I could see 14. Um, Game pick? I'm going. I'm going. I'm uh, I'm going under. Okay. Game pick. Buffalo. Yeah, I got Buffalo too. I think they're going to get after Jimmy G. All right, Charlie, moving on here. We have the Ravens at the Bengals. Cincinnati is favored by three and a half points. Charlie, who's your love hate? Uh, I love Lamar in this one. I think with J.K. Dobbins out, he's going to have to make more plays. I, I said this last week, and they actually and Houston did a good job of containing him. Um, but I think he's going to need to make more plays now that J.K. Dobbins is out. Um, I hate. I think Cincinnati is going to bounce back, and their defense will as well. 
It's a lot harder to contain Lamar than it is Gus Edwards, so mm. I hate Gus Edwards in this one. Although, I don't know. I mean, he might. he's probably a solid play anyways. But, um, Bryce, who's your love-hate? My love is going to be Jamar and Zay Flowers. I think both guys are going to be featured uh, for the offense on both of their teams. Uh, and my hate is going to be running backs. I... I kind of agree with you. Like, Mixon is what he is. I, I think he'll have a better productive day. I don't I don't know what the Ravens running back room is going to look like. They brought up Melvin Gordon, uh, what sounds like he's already on the practice squad. Sounds like he's on the 53. So between Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, Melvin Gordon, I, I just about Melvin Gordon. I don't know what the Ravens running back rotation is going to look like. I think they're all going to handcuff themselves. I could see Gus Edwards having, like, you know, a hundred yards on the ground, but no touchdowns. And then I could see Justice Hill having like three catches for forty yards and a touchdown, and just barely outproducing Gus Edwards. So I, I don't know what this is going to look like. I personally would punt a week, even though I think Gus Edwards is a solid fantasy stash if you are looking to replace J.K. Dobbins. Yep. All right. I'm good with that. Uh, fantasy pick'em. T. Higgins, fourteen point three six points. Oh. Under. Well, let me just say this. I think what happened with T. Higgins this past week was a fluke, although he had eight targets. Yeah. Caught zero. Yeah. That's pretty brutal. Yeah, it is. On a on a contract year. Yeah. When he's trying to get it when he's trying to get some money. Mm-hmm. Um so I I do expect that to improve. I am gonna go over because I think the, I mean, I, I only think Ravens. I I think he's gonna go over. Okay. I don't want to get it. I would love much. the Panthers to trade for T. Higgins. Oh man, that would make my day. That's not a bad. That's not a bad idea, right? right? I mean, he's Come he's definitely home. not gonna get signed next year. They just signed Joe Burrow, and they're gonna have to sign Jamar. Yep. Oh, I would love that. All right, game pick. Game pick. Um. I'm going to go Cincinnati just because it's at home, and I think Joe Burrow is going to go out and prove his contract. Damn, I wanted to go Cincinnati, but we've been going this. Uh, I'm going to go Cincinnati. Okay. Next game, Charlie, we have the Chiefs at the Jaguars. Kansas City is favored by three points on the road. Charlie, who is your love-hate? They're favored on the road? Favored on the road. Um, I love Christian Kirk in this one. Oh. Uh, I think he's going to get some action uh they're gonna probably do a lot to try to maybe double ridley or mm. um and i think christian kirk will get some more zay jones looked good last week by he the did, way looked really good um i hate pacheco mm. um bryce who's your love hate yeah i love ridley i'm gonna keep loving ridley until he proves me wrong um i i think he's just i just think he's that good mm-hmm. um and I hate Pacheco as well. It doesn't mean Pacheco's not going to get fantasy work because he is. I just if you're if you're playing him in a ten team league, and it's a PPR league, like he's just not going to provide you any type of catching. So it's like anything that you get out of him is just running game based, and that that to me is too volatile. So he's my hate. Fantasy pick him, Etn thirteen point nine eight points. Mm. I'll go over because I'm going to take him getting in for a touchdown. I'm going to go over as well. Um, I actually kind of like this matchup. Yeah, I do too. I think this could be a really good game. Yep. Uh, game pick? 
I'm going Jacksonville. To send Kansas Damn City it. to 0 and 2. Damn it. I'm gonna yeah, I kinda like that though. I like Jacksonville at home. It's yeah. gonna be hot as shit. And we won't know more about Kelsey until tomorrow. Very Inju- true. Injury report wise. And what I heard from a uh, doctor that's he has like a whole company based on sports injuries, and he used to be an NFL doctor for a long time. One, he said based on what we saw and our analysis. Travis Kelsey didn't really have a chance to play last week. I know they said game time decision, but half the time they already know. Uh, secondly, we have them at best at questionable coming would, into this I week absolutely two. believe that. But what he did say was that based on the fact, so it, it was a bone bruise, and based on the fact that he was running around on the side, well, he was able to walk on the sidelines. It's not necessarily the most significant bone bruise because a lot of bone bruises will put you in crutches, mm. especially for that for a hyperextension. So um, it is on the more positive side of things. However, they said at best he's questionable for week two. Um, but they think 14 days after the injury is usually a pretty good timeline. Mm. So that would actually put him out for – for well, game. he's getting some so. extra days because they played Thursday night football. Oh, that's so right. So they'll we'll have, he'll have exactly. Well, never mind. They're probably just under the 14 day yeah. count. Yep. All right, let's move on here. So you're going Jacksonville. I'm right? going to go Jacksonville. Yeah. All right. Now moving on, we have Chargers at the Titans. Chargers are favored on the road by three points. Charlie, who's your love hate? Um, I love Justin Herbert in this one. I hate Ryan Tannehill. Bryce, who's your love-hate? I love D-Hop. Uh, Tyreek Hill popped off. I have a feeling D-Hop's going to. And my hate's Austin Eckler. Popped up on the injury report with an ankle. Um, also, Titans know how to do one thing, and that is the Bill Belichick method, which is stop your very best option. That is Austin Eckler. Um, fantasy pick him. Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. 14.12. I'll go over. Even though he had a limited snap count, which is... Something to keep an eye on moving forward. Tajay Spears outsnapped Derrick Henry. Yeah, that is interesting. Interesting. I'm going over. Okay. Game pick? Chargers. I got Titans. All right. Uh, Next game, we have the Packers at the Falcons. This should be an interesting game here, Charlie. Green Bay is once again favored on the road by two points. Charlie, my love is going to be Romeo Dobbs. Had a decent game last week. I ended up catching a touchdown. Um, And then my hate is going to be Drake London. Jair Alexander is a definition of a lockdown corner. Not to mention, I don't even know Drake London got a single, a single target in the Panthers game. Um, My love is Aaron Jones on this one. Uh, He had a... Coming off a hamstring injury, something to keep an eye on. Yes, I'll keep an eye on that for sure. Uh, I hate Drake London as well. Jair is locked down. Um, Bryce, fantasy pick him. Jordan Love, 17.08 points. Over. I'm going under. Okay. Game pick. I'm going to go Green Bay. I got Green Bay as well. All right, moving on. We have the Seahawks at the Lions. This is going to be a really good game, Charlie, for both these teams. Should be a good test. Detroit is surprisingly favored by six full points. After watching those 
to play this past weekend. That's not surprising six to me. Six points? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I wasn't listening to the part where you actually said the spread. Yeah, six points. You know how I said, am. Yeah, I do. Uh, that seems a little uh, high to me. Um, but, Charlie, my love is going to be Jameer Gibbs. Um, Dan Campbell came out and said that they purposely limited Jameer Gibbs' snap count on the Thursday night football game. I don't expect that to stay the same. He had so much more juice and pep to his step than David Montgomery did. Um, don't get me wrong. I could absolutely see David Montgomery like robbing him of a goal line carry, but Gibbs is going to be the way to go for this season, and I truly believe that starts here in week two. Uh, my hate is going to be Seattle running backs on the opposite side. I just think this Lions defense is out to prove that they're here and that they're a lot better than what they were last year. Um, I love Jameer as well, but I actually like David Montgomery. He played he, – there are roles with those two, and Montgomery was great, and he did exactly what they wanted him to do. Um, but, yes, Jameer Gibbs looked absolutely explosive. He's going to get the rock more, and it's going to be more and more all year. I think it's it's going to be awesome. Um, I hate Geno in this one because mm. one thing I didn't talk about with the Thursday night game last week was Aiden Hutchinson – Absolutely. And I can't believe we didn't talk about this because I had thought about it for the three tackles. Days. Yeah. Yeah. The tackle, it, that was absurd. And at least it didn't change the game to the point that the Lions lost mm-hmm. and that the refs probably corrected it for the rest of the games. But that was absurd, one. But two, Aiden Hutchinson absolutely bullied Jawan Taylor. Yes, he did. All game. Yeah. And that guard. He, I don't think he ended up getting any sacks, but his impact, I mean, it it was ugly what Aiden Hutchinson did to that guy. And just because I – actually, I'll save it for my, for my chapped ass. Um, so, love, uh, love Jameer, hate yep. Gino. Yep. Um, pick him. Fantasy pick him. Kenneth Walker the third, 12.16 points. Mm-hmm. I will go over, and I I think it's just going to be a collection of touches and points that puts him over. Um, I'm going to go under because I think they're going to start to bring, bring Charbonnet in mm. some. I don't know. Kenneth Walker looked really good. Yes, he did. He looked really and good. And I think they want to add another dynamic. I could see that. Because they're going to need to pass the ball. Yeah. Regardless. Game pick. Detroit. Yeah, I got the Lions getting a home win. Close. Um, All right, we have Colts at Texans. This is going to be a fun one, Charlie. Indy is favored on the road by one point. A lot of road dogs this week, Charlie. A lot of Vegas is riding with the road teams this week. Uh, So, Charlie, Colts at Texans. Indy's favored by one full point. Who's your love-hate? I love Damian Pierce in this one, although I would I, I would say that Indy's strength is their linebackers um, and defensive line. Damian Pierce is a dog, and um, I like him to do some things here. I hate Deion Jackson. Who's your love-hate? I love Damian Pierce for the same thing. I just think D'Amico Ryans is going to push this offense to get the ball in his hands more. And I think they'll be able to do it against the Colts defense. And frankly, the that Texans has a good off- front seven, but I think there are like Travis Etienne and tank Bigsby had some open running lanes against them last week. And the, um, the, I'm sorry, the Texans 
offensive line is pretty solid. Yeah, dude. it's not bad. They're a pretty good offensive line. Absolutely. So, so love Damian Pierce. I hate Anthony Richardson. The reason why is because I just think D'Amico Ryans did a great job against Lamar last week in bottling him up uh, from basically being able to use his legs. So Anthony Richardson is going to have some work to do, mostly from the pocket, instead of being able to scramble and use his legs. Okay, my fantasy pick was Anthony Richardson. Okay. 18.28 points. I will go under. I'm going under as well, basically for what you just said. Yeah. Game pick? I'm going Houston. I'll go Texans, just or sorry, I'll go Colts, just for fun. All right. I, I really think it is a, is a pick'em game. All right, moving on here. We have Bears at the Buccaneers. Finally, a home team favored, but only favored by three, Charlie. Who is your love-hate? I love Mike Evans to get at least a touchdown. Um, but I think, yeah, I'd say a touchdown. Um, and I hate Darnell Mooney. Mm. I think the Tampa Bay's defense is pretty solid, and they've got good um, they've got good corners, safeties. Bryce, who's your love hate? I love Rashad White here. Um, I just think the uh, Green Bay proved the Bears can get run on. Um, but I also, in the same sense, I kind of am gonna where you swerved. I'm gonna go opposite. I think Darnell Mooney could have a good game. My hate is gonna be DJ Moore. I think teams, especially Tampa Bay, knows him and knows him well, and that's why I think more attention could be paid by Justin Fields to Darnell Mooney, and I think he might be able to get in the end zone just like he did in week one. Good. Great point. Um, fantasy pick him, <clears throat> Chris Godwin, 13.22 points. Mm. Uh, I'll go over. Yeah, I'm going over as well. Yeah, I think uh, Godwin and Chris Evans, or sorry, Mike Evans, both get a tutty on the day. All right. Next game, Giants at the Cardinals. Giants are favored by five and a half points. And after the shellacking that they took, that seems like a pretty widespread to me, Charlie. Yeah. Um, Love hate? Love Saquon. This is a good opportunity to have a get-right game for everyone on the Giants. Uh, I hate Marquise Brown here. Um, Bryce, who's your love hate? Yeah, I kind of had the same thing. I had Giants offense. So Saquon, Daniel Jones, Darren Waller, I think all three of them will get back to or hopefully get back on track of having a productive day fantasy-wise. My hate's going to be James Conner as well. I I just think the Giants are going to load up. I I mean, how do you play the Cardinals offense right now? I I don't really know. I think you just say, all right, we're just going to play them like you would any other team. You stop the run and you play the pass. Yep. Game or Uh, pick them. Fantasy Pick'em, Darren Waller, 10.51. I'll go over because I think he gets in. I'm going to go under mainly because I think one thing the Cardinals will do will be double him. Mm. Um, Well, they're going to need to try to stop Saquon and double Waller and leave the other guys for all all the fun stuff. Next game. Oh, game, shit. Game pick. game pick. Sorry. Uh, I'm going Giants. Yeah, Giants all day. Uh, Charlie, here is your game. San Fran at the Rams. San Fran's favored by eight full points. Another road dog here, Charlie. What is your love-hate? Uh, love. How, how can you not love Brandon Ayuk at mm. this point? Hate Matthew Stafford. Tough defense to go against. Bryce, who's your love-hate? Yeah, I love Ayuk as well for the same reasons. I mean, how could you not? 
Um, especially we'll get into it later, but I think he's a solid fantasy uh, daily pick as well. Um, my hate is going to be Kyron Williams. Uh, the Rams are not going to be able to run the ball. That's one first thing I know for sure. Um, fantasy pick him, who I could have had as my love, Debo, 13.12 points. The official Ram killer, dude. This is, is the Ram killer. the Ram killer. What are you going? I'm going over with 13.12, and it's the Rams. I'm going over. I will go over as well because I think the roles could reverse here. I think IU could have a quiet game and Debo could have a big game. I just think that's the way the Niners are going to roll all year long. All right. And especially against the Rams. Uh, game pick? Niners. Yeah, I got Niners. Uh, next, Charlie, we have the Jets at the Cowboys. Dallas is favored by eight and a half points. Charlie, who's your love-hate? We, we're doing Jets at Cowboys, right? Jets, Cowboys. Dallas is favored by eight and a half points. Um, I love defense. Mm. I think they're, all, they're both every week starting startable defenses. Um, Arguably top five defenses. Yes. Um, I mean, definitely top five defenses, I would say. And, and they both were last year, too, I believe. I believe the Jets were in the top five. And uh, I hate Pollard in this one. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I love Brees. I think the one way to attack the Cowboys defense is through the run game, especially if he gets more targets or more carries. I just like what he's going to be able to do. My hate is going to be Garrett Wilson. Okay. I, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Sure. I'm kind of guessing on this. What is Zach Wilson? I don't know. Well, Gar- f- Garrett Wilson, one thing to think about, because I, I thought about that, but Garrett Wilson won the O'Roy with Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, and Mike White, maybe? He did. Now. Um, now, but this is another year underneath their belt. Yep. Um, oh, I just had a point I wanted to make. And, oh, one thing about Brees Hall, which I, I do love Brees Hall, and I was telling people, people call me for draft help, and I tell them to draft him. Uh, it was clear he would have had a touchdown. He ran out of gas on that 83-yard touchdown run. Yeah. So he I just mean, he still needs to get into some game shape, but I mean his first two carries showed you why he was gonna be O'Roy instead of Garrett Wilson yeah. last year until yeah. he got hurt. Yep. Um and so I do I do love Brees and each game his touches will pick up, uh, but he, he still has to get back into game shape, I think. Fair. Pick him. Right. Uh Jets. So no, sorry, Dallas. Sorry. Fantasy pick him. Oh shit. Sorry, I was, I was, uh, CD lamb, 16.26 points mm, and I'm going under, uh, I'll let you know that now. Definitely going under on that fantasy pick them. And I'm going to go Dallas as well with sauce. So yeah. he's going against sauce. And yeah. then, you know, also Garrett Wilson going against Trevon, Trevon Diggs. Diggs. So yep. tough matchups all around. It's going to be a, a yeah. fun defensive. If you like defense, that's fun a game. game to watch. Agreed. All right, next we have the Commanders at the Broncos. Denver is favored by three and a half points. Charlie, my love is going to be, I don't know. I'm going to say Javante Williams, but I don't feel great about that. Um, I just think we're going to start to see more and more of him. My hate's going to be uh, Scary Terry. Uh, I think the Broncos defense is going to do a good job of locking him down or, more importantly, just keeping Sam Howell on the run. Charlie, who's your love hate? Yeah, I love uh, Javante here. Um, again, those. I like him because he's a good player, and they're going to need to utilize him to win. Mm-hmm. They're going to need to pound the run. And um, I hate Sam Howell on this one. 
Pick him. Terry McLaurin, 11.09. Under. Game pick. Hold on. So I was going to – yeah, I'm going to go under. But okay. mainly because Patrick Sertan. Mm. I actually – but otherwise I would say, you know. I think Jahan uh, – well, I thought Jahan Dotson could start to see more, but I was unimpressed with his numbers on the first week. So we'll see. Game I, pick. I'm going to go Washington here. Ooh, okay. Uh, to me, it depends on if Jerry Judy's back. If Jerry Judy's back, I think I'll probably go Broncos. If Jerry Judy's not back, and I know I don't, I, we don't really know. He's kind of the same way with the hamstring. I'll just go Broncos just because I want to be different. But I do really think if Jerry Judy's back, I think we're going to start to see who the Broncos really are. Yep. All right, Sunday Night Football. We have the Dolphins at the Patriots. Miami, Road Dogs, again, favored by two and a half points. Charlie, who is your love-hate? Um, Dolphins, forgot, we, Patriots. We, we forgot to do game picks on one game. We'll go back to it. Um, I love Tua. Mm. I know that New England is a tough defense, but it, frankly, the Chargers should have been a tough defense. Mm. But the Patriots' defense is coached better. Um, and I still think, too, uh, another – they've got a divisional game here. He's going to show up. Um, I hate Ramondre, mm. which I don't love that hate, but I think that New England's going to have to try to pass to keep up. Who's your love-hate? Yeah, I, I kind of mentioned it before. I love Waddle. I think he's going to be – the new uh, Dolphins receiver to pop off this week. My hate is going to be Tyreek Hill. We know Bill Belichick does the bet one thing, and he does one thing really well, and that's take away your best thing, and that's Tyreek Hill. What did we miss? What game did we miss? Chicago, Tampa Bay. We just missed the game picks. Oh. Or if we said them, I forgot to write them down. Yeah, I thought we should. Who's your game pick for that real quick? Chicago, Tampa Bay. I don't think I wrote it down. No, I did. I did. We talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we for did sure. talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think we got uh, it. I'll picks. go Buccaneers. Okay. I'm doing the same. All right. And so uh, we talked about Tua, Ramondre. Who's yep. your love hate? Uh, Jalen Waddell. My hate's Tyreek Hill. Fantasy Ballsy. Pick em. Ballsy hate. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, fantasy pick em, Juju. Mm. 10.85 points. Ugh. I'm going to say over because it sounds like. Uh, Kendrick Bourne may not play this week based on being in concussion protocol. Okay. I'm going to go under because uh, Miami secondary will be able to handle this team. Okay. Game pick? Miami. I got Dolphins on the road too. All right. Double header Monday night football. The first in, uh, The first game here, Charlie. Saints at the Panthers. Once again, another road dog. Saints are favored by three points. Charlie, who is your love-hate? I love Chris Olave here. Um, J.C. Horn being out. Right, Chris Olave is going to have a day. Um, I hate Jamal Williams because I think Carolina's front seven is pretty stout. Um, and I think they'll throw it more. So this is Derek Carr's time to show that, you know, he's here to stay. Uh, Bryce, who's your love-hate? Yeah, I, 
I was going to pick between, I said field goals, but um, I think Raheed Shahid or Chris Olave, whoever's going to run deep routes for the Saints, one of them's going to pop off. I, I just already know it, um, so I'm just kind of mentally getting ready for it. But my hate is also going to be Jamal Williams as well. I do think the Carolina front seven is, is very dangerous. Again, I think the Saints will get one or two deep balls on us, um, but I do think we'll keep Derek Carr and the run game in check for the most part. This Carolina front seven is something to mess with, I tell you that. Um, pick him. Hayden Hurst at mm. 6.65. Over, over. Uh, I would say Hayden Hurst is probably the favorite target right now. I would, I'm going to go over on 6.65 for sure as well. Um, one more game. Oh, pick them. Sorry. I'm going to go New Orleans. I'm going to go Panthers because I, I cannot pick New Orleans. Understood. You know that I pick the Niners every single week yeah. for four yeah. years or however long we've been doing this now anyway. Yep. So. yep. All right. Next game, Monday Night Football, Browns at the Steelers. Another road dog to end the weekend, Charlie. Cleveland's favorite, two and a half points. Charlie, what is your love-hate? Love Nick Chubb, hate Kenny Pickett. Love Nick Chubb, hate Pat Fryermuth. Took a big hit. Not sure how he's going to react. Obviously, he gets an extra day, but we'll see how that goes. Um, pick uh, Fantasy pick him is Amari at 13.21. Amari Cooper? Yeah. At 13? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, well, based on last week, I'm going to say Steelers get that fixed. I'm going to say under for Amari Cooper. In the battle of old age, Amari against Patrick Peterson. <laughs> Unless I guess they put, I mean, Levi Wallace would be the other option. I'm I'm going to go over on 13.21. You went under? Yeah. I'm going over. And game pick. Stellars. I'm going Cleveland. Okay. All righty, Charlie. Do you believe that, or are you doing that to appease the wife? No, I think I think the Steelers will come out firing because that's what Mike Tomlin does when he gets his ass kicked. Fair and enough. this, I mean, this is a division game, so it's not like either team is right, going to blow right. each other out. Yeah. But I think the Steelers have more to prove this week than the Browns do, and I think that's what it comes down to. Yep. T.J. Watt, big impact on the game. Calling it right now. Yep. All right, Charlie. You know what time it is. I do. Time to slow it down a notch. Maybe one brown or two, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Right. Oh, oh. It, so you're going browns here. All right. So we're going to slow it down with some daily draft king advice here, Charlie. We did say one brown a notch, right? One or two yeah. browns a notch. Yeah, I was hoping that that was like a musical term, but I don't think it is. Well, there is a brown There's note. a brown note, yes. Yeah, no. Yeah. Browns are not. No, there's nothing there. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to connect some dots here, Charlie. <laughs> so we'll slow it down one brown note or two, I tell you that. <laughs> All right, and uh, Charlie, we're going to start this thing off with quarterback play. Charlie, you know I love finding me a nice Costco value deal, and I did that once again this week with a nice, long-haired, Jesus-looking Trevor Lawrence man. At $6,700, Charlie. 
I think this is going to be an offensive-related game, and I think Trevor Lawrence can put up solid fantasy points for the value. Joe, I'm going to run that thing back with two running backs here. I'm going to start off with two young bucks. My first one's going to be Jameer Gibbs at $6,300, Charlie. I expect him to be featured, featured, and featured this week. I expect big numbers from Jameer Gibbs. I'm also going to run it back with Brees Hall. I know he's got a tough matchup, Charlie, but at only $5,900, that's a mouth-watering price like I've ever seen one, buddy. We're going to move on to wide receivers next, Charlie. All right, let's do it. I got a pair of guys in the $7,000 range, but I tell you, they're going to pay off their pricey points. The first one's going to be Jamar Chase at $7,900, although I feel like this is still quite expensive based on his gameplay and his quarterback's play last week. I'm going to take it to the bank, Charlie. Jamar Chase, $7,900. And I'm going to run that thing back with my number one rated wide receiver on the season, Calvin Ridley, doubling down with Trevor Lawrence. Calvin Ridley, a cool $7,200. Good price point for the value. Charlie, we're talking about a guy that almost hit 30 points in week one. Value, value, value. That's right, value. Charlie, you know me. I love value more than I love shopping at Costco. So I went out and found me a Kirkland brand tight end, and his name is none other than Hayden Hurst. Oh, uh, yeah, saw that come up. The number one target away. for a young Bryce Young rookie quarterback at only $3,400, Charlie. I like Hayden Hurst all weekend long. You can pay up for pricey tight ends, but I think you can get some solid value out of Hayden Hurst. Charlie, I'm going to run this thing back here with one of the top five defenses in the league. Although they're missing now, their franchise quarterback, I still think this defense will put up points against the DAC attack. I got the New York Jets. J-E-T-S. Just, just, just. Defense at a cool $2,700, Charlie. I know they're going to give up some points, but it's not going to be many. That's right. Charlie, that is your Daily Draft King advice of the week. That's good. That's good. I like that. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I know I don't, some... I don't love Brees Hall, but that's out there. I, I like it. He's sitting kinda, out there. I kind of do like The rest it. of the team, again, Jamar Chase I didn't feel great about, but I, I like the price point there. No, for... no I, I like everyone you had there. You, you've gone Trevor Lawrence two weeks in a row. I know. Last week, it, it didn't hurt me, but it didn't win me. I got close. I got really close. But I also had plugged in Tyreek Hill, and, you know, I don't pay for anything over $8,000 just because that's me being cheap. And Tyreek's now officially at over $8,000. Mm. I think it's right at $8,000. Mm. But also, Jalen Waddle's out there for less than $8,000. I told you, I really think this is his week to pop off here. Yep. I really do. All right, Charlie. It's time for the best segment in podcasting. Yes, it is. Charlie. Bryce. It's that note that you held, was that a brown right there? That was a brown note, yeah. Did okay, you like that? awesome. Yeah, I, I did There's not, a bathroom right behind you if you I need to use it. I did shit my pants. Yeah, okay, there, there it is. Good. Um, 
Bryce, what's giving you the red ass this week? Charlie, I have one hell of a chapped ass this week. And I texted you about it because my ass is like chapped. But you didn't tell me, right? I did not tell you. You told me that you had a chapped ass. Yeah. So my chapped ass is my car troubles. I'm having a lot of car troubles here. Um, Kelly and I paid off my car, which was a great thing to do. Super stoked. That happened about two weeks ago. Since two weeks, last week or the week before things went well, last week, okay, I had to go get an oil change. My car officially hit 100,000 miles. I have to go full synthetic oil in my car now, okay? That, unfortunately, is not cheap, Uh, and I I am not lazy. I know how to change my oil, but I don't like having to get rid of the oil. You know what I mean? So I'd rather just pay someone to do it. Unfortunately, now they're not going to be cheap anymore. My oil changes are not going to be cheap. Uh, And I didn't go to Fuqua Tire, and I should have, but I didn't go. So I went there, and of course, they checked everything, which I appreciated. Um, But not only was my air cabin filter needed to be replaced, my engine filter needed to be replaced. So I had to pay an extra $100 on top of my $100 oil change as well for full synthetic oil. Uh, premium, I did up pay for the premium synthetic oil for those of you who are like that math doesn't add up. So I paid for the premium synthetic oil. I, I like to take care of my car. So drop $200 there. Uh, the next day I realized that, Oh, I have a headlight out. Okay. So I go back to, uh, auto zone, $50 to replace both bulbs. Guess what? I also have a low tire. Turns out Kelly ran over a nail. So I have a nail in one of my tires. So I run back to the same place and have them replace my headlights that I had bought and I had them plug my tire. So that's another basically 40 bucks. All right. It wasn't expensive. All right. So after that, uh, Kelly and I went up to the NC State Notre Dame game. I went up there and we were having a great, we had a good time, uh, even though there was an hour and a half uh, rain delay. So the game's about to start back. All right, we're waiting, and I'm walking back out to the car to go get my rain jacket. Uh, and sure enough, Charlie, I walk out to my car, and the tire that was plugged, fully inflated, front right tire, completely flat. And when I'm telling you it's completely flat, I'm talking like rim on the ground flat. Nice. It's pouring rain, and I have to be out there for an hour and a half changing in the rain, uh, a tire f- to a donut in the pouring rain, like struggling. Cause uh, obviously it's NC state. If you've ever been up there, the parking lots are very tight. They're yeah. very tight. So I'm like doing it all sideways and just messing with it. So we literally have to leave the game early. Cause I didn't feel comfortable leaving in rush hour traffic like that in a donut going down on 40 in a donut. Didn't feel great about that doing that during all that traffic. So we left early, got home and, uh, turns out that I bring it all the way up to uh, the new or the old uh, AutoZone place or Fuquay Tire, whatever it is. Um, they s- plug my tire and they're like, yeah, you probably need new tires. So uh, eventually I'm going to need $700 to pay for new tires. My wife brings the car up today. We're like, all right, here's the tires we want. Can you get it done by the end of the day today? Yeah, sure. Kelly sacrifices, works at the coffee shop all day today. They had told her it was going to get done by noon. It didn't get done by noon. They finally called her around 2 o'clock, said, hey, 
Uh, just want to let you know, we ordered a pair of tires for you, but they don't fit your fucking car. So they had to, they had already taken the tires off the rims and tried to match up the tires that they had purchased to put on our car. It didn't fit. So they had to put the old tires. This is not a Fuqua tire. This was a Fuqua tire today. Wow. Yeah. So they messed up on the size of the tire. They had to put the old tires back on. And now we have to go up there tomorrow. I dropped off my car tonight to finally get a new set of fucking tires. So I'm like over a thousand dollars deep into basically revamping my entire car. It's a hit of a hundred thousand miles. And this whole sequence of fucking events has happened over the course of a week. Not to mention on Friday night last week, the guy, as I pull it in to go get my headlights replaced, the guy's like, yeah, you need to replace your brakes immediately. So that I can do. Thankfully, I know how to do that. But I spent a majority of my Friday night after all I want to do is just go home and start boozing. I spent a majority of my Friday night changing my front brakes only for them to find out that I have a flat tire the next day at the NC State game. And now we are all the way at today and ordered tires. They didn't fit. Going back up there tomorrow to go get new tires. Charlie, that is my super, super long story of how my car is chapping my fucking ass. Yeah, I'd chap my ass too. <laughs> sure would. Sure would. Um, man, mine's not as chappy. That's I, a lot, right? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, but I was chapped about this. Okay. Uh, watching the game Thursday night, they mic'd up Aiden Hutchinson's parents. Mm. And uh, I, don't, I, I stayed up and watched the whole game because, you know, football's back and I don't work on Fridays. Um, Aiden Hutchinson's mom, she's hot. She's very hot. Uh, and I found her so unattractive because the fact that I find her unattractive is not what's shapping my ass. It's how she acted. She knew she was mic'd up and... Anytime, like, the camera went to them and, you know, they put the mic on or whatever, she had to ask her husband what was going on with the game. Like, like his, uh, Aiden Hutchinson's dad would be cheering and excited, and the mom would be like, oh, wait, what, what? And Because she wasn't fucking paying attention to her son yeah. playing at the highest level, playing... Like a maniac, dude. He was. Are you sure it. It, that it was a camera act because she had binoculars? I didn't see her so, using them. I don't know what. So she, she had at. them there, and I was he, not sure if she legitimately. I because I kind of thought the same thing. Like, she, okay, she's putting on a show, but they did show a clip. She had binoculars with her, so I was not sure if she just like legitimately could see not her, see. I didn't ever see her using. Okay, maybe. I mean, I didn't consider the fact that she couldn't see because it seemed like every time they went to her, he would stand up and she would be looking at her phone and stand up and be like, wait, what happened? Yeah. But either way. But you know, Arrowhead's huge stadium. So it is possible she like legitimately may not have been able to see. They have it on the Jumbotron. I, well, you don't know where she was sitting. I you don't... can see it. <laughs> like I, I'm but... just trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm not. Dude, that pissed me off so much. And I'm fairly certain it pisses me off a lot more because I'm a parent. But one, I wanted, whenever I played, 
whether it was Pop Warner or in the state championship in high school, I wanted everyone to be there. Anyone that knew that I played a sport, I wanted them to be there. Because I, you know. Yeah. And the fact that, see, I got this vibe that she was like too concerned about the cameras was, and everything. What was going on on her phone. And then, and if she was putting on a show, that is so unattractive. Yeah. Like, I've seen some, like, some of our friends post on Facebook or like, you know, Facebook friends or, or people yeah. we went to high school with. And they're talking about like going to football games with their husbands and saying like they, they don't know what the hell is going on. Like, I don't know if they're trying to be cute. And maybe it's because I love football too much, but it's so unattractive to me that you would go to a game and just not care at all. Or I don't know. But the way, dude, if one of my daughters was playing football or soccer or if it was a sport, uh, I don't know. Like the, if she was on the butterfly identification team, <laughs> I would be there with my binoculars, yeah. fucking bucket hat, yeah. and a and a net, yeah. and she, I'd be like, hell yeah, that's a monarch MVP, <laughs> MVP. <laughs> like I, I would, dude. It was so frustrating to me that she was just like, oh what, what happened? Why? Like he was kicking ass, yeah, and didn't even have the support of. I mean, she was there, but yeah, didn't seem. Oh my god, that was I, so annoying. So I will give you credit. Stoop, I, in my opinion, stupid, stupid move. Why the? Why do I care what Aaron, Aiden Hutchinson's parents are saying throughout the game? Why? Like, I don't want to make this a trend. I don't give a shit what the parents are saying. I want to hear what the players are saying. Give me a coach. Give me something. I don't give a shit about parents sitting in the stands. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear right. it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. NBC, I hope you learn your lesson. Don't do that shit again, because I don't care. I don't yeah. care what the parents say during the game. And if you if you want to mic them up for like a, sh- like you're doing a special on them mm. or something, but don't show it during the game. Like, it, yeah, leave that. I want to hear players. Else. I want to hear yeah. coaches. I don't want to hear a parent. I hear right. enough parents throughout the day. You know what I mean? Like, uh, why why do we care what the parents have to say? I'm sorry, but I don't. And no offense to Ian Hutchins, he's not even a rookie anymore. So it's like. There's really no significance in the fact that they had had him mic'd up. Right. Well, that chapped my ass pretty good, dude. That's all I've got. I'm good. All right. Week two in the books, Chuck. No, week one. Well, in week the books. one's in the books. Week two pod is in the books. Yes. Uh, please like, rate, subscribe. Uh, by the time you hear this, who won our daily? Oh yes, good call. Ethan Ricks, I believe is how you say his last name. Nice. Um, he's my coworker. And I Congratulations. Was, don't get used to being on top. Yeah, yeah, just don't. Uh, and I was very annoyed that he won. Yeah. <laughs> I was winning all day. It's the first week. It's his first lu- first week luck. That's what it is. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but congratulations, Ethan. Uh, make sure you join again. Uh, by the time you hear the pod, uh, the DraftKings will be up and ready. Uh, everyone, good luck this week in fantasy, and thanks for listening. This has been the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Don't forget to please like, rate, and subscribe. And check us out on Instagram at un.solicitedadvice underscore. Until next time, bet the over.